So what are the two strategies you can use in 2020 to make you wildly successful? What if I told you it was about alligators and football? Sounds pretty strange. Let's get started. Would you rather talk about your sex life or money life? Surprisingly, most people would rather not talk about money, how to save it or invest it. This podcast is about helping you simplify your money life. Delivered by Dr. Henry Joseph Speck, a psychologist by training, Henry is a seasoned investor with over 40 years of successful investing in real estate, stocks, and other alternate forms of income generation. Tune in to the twice-monthly podcasts to get his thoughts and tips on how to reach financial freedom. How to achieve the life you deserve. Now, here's Dr. Speck. So it was 1977. Let me go back for a minute because uh, this first example, this first story is about how focus in dealing with what's on your plate today will be the first step in your success in 2020. So it was 1977. I was at the University of Western Ontario and I was playing football. And I was... Well, there's no doubt. If you looked at the stat sheet, I was probably the guy you'd run at. If you were, if you were an offensive coordinator or you were a, a team coming to play Western, you probably would look at the line. You'd see these great players. You know, we had the most amazing. I had the most amazing players uh, on the team with me. Uh, on the defensive line, we had greats. Uh, Ron McNamara. There was um, um, Claude Riopelle. There were all kinds of amazingly physical specimens on the defensive line linebackers we had amazing um all canadians duncan mckinley uh we had all kinds of athletes who were incredible defensive backs we had uh, they were six foot close to 200 pounds that could hit like linebackers chris kern and dimitri kurowski we had all kinds of great players so when it came to looking at that lineup you'd say okay this uh svek guy is pretty small and we haven't heard of this guy let's just run at him so I remember the playoff week in 1977 when head coach comes to me, Darwin Smodek, and he says, this week, he says, if you do X, Y, and Z, I think we're going to win. I, and he didn't say, I think, I'm sorry. I think he pretty much said, we will be able to stop them. And I thought, well, that's, you know, okay. But um, I wasn't really that confident. But throughout the week, the message that came out, and I, I remember this like it was yesterday. It's one of those things you don't forget. I was told, if it, it was the confidence that, I was told this, if we all just do X, Y, and Z, we will win on Saturday. And it was it was a total focus on that one objective. So that every day when we went out to practice, I remember it was a total focus on that. The meetings, it was a total focus on that. And when the game came, the game time came, sure enough, um, when they looked at where I was lined up on the line of scrimmage, that's where they ran the ball. And when you play defense... It's probably easier to do have a good game is when they run at you because you're always kind of there. And I was fortunate and, and did what they told me. And in, in that 1977 um, playoff game, I was the most valuable player, which is really bizarre when you're, um, you know, a player who probably was lucky to be playing. So it was it was a it was an example of how the total focus of uh, of the coach and and the team. Regardless of what happened the week before, the week ahead, it didn't matter. If we did this, we would win, and sure enough, we did win. And every day in practice, we did everything we could that day to get better. Now, if you look at what you're doing today, 
And I'm recording this on the first day of January for that reason, because it's the start. We always start things and drop them, and people set expectations. I don't want you to set goals that are unrealistic. I don't want you to set any goals. All I want you to do is to think about this strategy that you can incorporate from my experience in 1977. And I'm hoping in future podcasts to actually get our head coach, uh, former head coach, Darwin Smodiak, on to talk to him about champions and living your life like a champion, because that is the first thing I want you to think about for... 2020 is to live your life like a champion and here's the factors here are the things you need to do every day the first is a philosophy that regardless of what happened yesterday regardless of what you think might happen tomorrow you focus on what you can do today to take charge of what's in front of you you're going to do the best you can today with what you have in front right now in front of you and and so let me be more specific Let's assume it's a, it's a work day and, and you're an entrepreneur and you're, and you're working from home or your office or you may be employed. We know from the science that you need to start your day with a minimum of 10 minutes of cardiovascular exercise. It's mandatory. We know that permeates into all aspects of your life. It's the easiest 10 minutes to get the best outcome to be a champion. So you're going to start your day that way. It also creates some discipline for you in the sense of a habit a routine that you're going to adopt, which will help to make you successful. Then as you begin to move forward with your day, you focus on doing your best at the time, focused with doing what you can to solve a situation or overcome an obstacle. When you're faced with an, an obstacle, uh, often it's, it's, it's random. Um, bad things happen to good people, and we have to focus on things we can control. It's not about your childhood. It's not about the um, perhaps difficult or horrible experiences that have suddenly been thrown on you. It's about taking it up today and handling that and moving forward at some aspect. And it may just be acknowledging the fact that you can control this, meaning you can control getting up in the morning, doing your 10 minutes of exercise. You can control focusing on one aspect of a task. So a big part of living your life like a champion is to focus on today, to not uh, commiserate about the past, to not think and worry too much about the future, but to take action at some aspect and do your best and put a time frame around it. Many entrepreneurs work three hours in the morning or two hours. Some work 20 hours a day, whatever that time is for you, put a box around it and dedicate yourself to becoming the best at that. If it's your investment life, then you're going to spend three hours today. If it's a holiday for you, and you're going to focus on reading and listening and perhaps researching a stock you're going to buy or perhaps looking at how you can save more money by cutting expenses and so on. So if that's your goal, that's what you focus on. You're going to do your best and create a path to take control over what you can control. So that's the football example. And as we move into... Uh, the playoffs, if you follow football or any sport in the NFL, I believe we're getting into playoffs. If you follow college football in a couple of weeks is the national final. That is what the best teams are doing today. They're focusing on what they can do today to become better and to accomplish the goal of doing what they need to do today that will result in an outcome of a victory five or six days from now. They're not thinking about the past. They're not thinking about a game they lost or a player that's injured. They're taking what's in front of them and they're making the best out of that situation. 
The second, and, and this is not, by the way, none, none of these are actual, <clears throat> I don't own any of these. They all come from my experience and what other people have done and I've observed. This one I've, I've, I've sort of looked at, you know, at the year end, we looked at all our investments and I looked at real estate primarily and I realized very quickly that the most amazing uh, returns in stocks and in real estate are those where value was obvious but no one else saw it and we, we, we picked it up and were quite successful with it. And when you look at the life of an alligator, if, if you want to Google that, it have a look. Alligators can cannot eat for two years, they say. And of course, we don't have any here in Canada outside of perhaps some form of captivity or, or zoo if they still exist. But we have, we have uh, an example of an animal that waits for its prey and it waits to eat. So it sits in a place where food is likely to come along, hopefully. Doesn't chase food until it's within easy, you know, easily procurement or easily to get. So they sit and they wait. They'll wait up to two years. Now, now think about this for a minute. If all of, if you're saving money in, in a savings account, and, and I have a problem with this in the sense, if you have a save my own self personally, if you're saving and let's say you have 5,000 or 2,000 or $10,000 in account or much more, it's very difficult to watch it sit in a savings account and do nothing with it. But think about life as an alligator. Unless you see an incredible opportunity, and I, I'm not talking about an incredible opportunity that you saw on the internet or a cab driver told you. I'm talking about something you've researched and you know, and you, you've done all your due diligence, and you know it, it, it's clearly something that's mispriced. It could be a stock that we've talked about. It could be uh, a piece of real estate near your home or in a community that you're visiting. You have to be ready to pounce like an alligator, but you have to wait. So my biggest challenge in 2020 is to wait because I like to pounce too quickly. And, and that's something that I'm learning from my team. Um, Josh and my wife are very good at telling me to, you know, wait. And uh, we have a voting system now. So if I'm trying to jump on something too soon, I, I generally get voted down, which is fine. And I'm learning from this. So, so please remember that alligators wait. So the question then becomes, what is a situation where you want to strike? And I was thinking about this before when I was on the treadmill this morning about this issue. And I'll give you an example. Currently in a community in Nova Scotia, you can buy a duplex, and I saw one the other day, for $240,000. That duplex uh, has a revenue of approximately $30,000 a year. So out of a $250,000 investment, you would receive 30000 from which you would pay all your costs. Uh, the tenants pay heat and hydro, but you would have to pay taxes, insurance, management, upkeep, and all of that. And let's assume, and your mortgage, if you put 20% um, down, which means you're going to invest $50,000 on a $250,000 duplex. Where you get that 50000 is up to you. You could have it saved, as we've discussed with the alligator example, or you could use a line of credit or whatever you're going to do. Um, so you're going to have that $50,000 uh, invested. So the return is, let's assume it's $1,000 a month or $12,000 a year. On a $250,000 property, you're allowed to depreciate 4%. So let, let's assume that the lot is worth 50 and the land is worth 200. 
You may want to get a pencil out so you can follow this or pen. So of that $200,000 of the building, you're, you're allowed to depreciate 4% per year as it supposedly goes down in value. So that would be $8,000. And you can deduct that $8,000 from your $12,000 income, leaving you with a $4,000 actual paper profit that you would have to declare and pay taxes on. Assuming you haven't put any other money in the building. Let's say you've upgraded the kitchen or you've done some repairs. Very quickly with CapEx, you can you can depreciate that as well. Or if it's an, um, a repair, you can actually uh, deduct the entire amount. So you're looking at a property where you're bringing in $8,000 uh, tax-free, let's assume, on a $50,000 investment. So that would be uh, a 16% return tax-free. Now, for many people, and, and perhaps you that listen, you're saying, well, where do I sign up? Where do I get this opportunity? Well, yeah, I think I think if, if I were starting out or if I was in a different situation, probably, I would, I would jump all over that. That would be something that I would um, certainly look on as one of those alligator moments. Um, it's been sitting a long time. I've been follow, I follow a number of communities, so there's probably some CapEx or there's some building issues, but um, overall, it would be a, a solid investment. So for me, that would be probably an alligator situation if I was starting out or perhaps 10 years ago. Today, it's not because we're involved in larger projects and the amount of effort it takes to do due diligence on a, a duplex pretty much equals what you would do on a larger development. So that's not something we would even look at, but... Um, Personally, I might, um, but as a corporation or a, a, a real estate family real estate company, I wouldn't. You might look at that and say, that's an alligator moment. I'm going to jump all over that. And then you should look at something like that in your community and say, these are the types of situations I'm going to go after when I have. And this is about setting rules. And rules help you avoid that impulsive belief that you're on a great deal. And if you think back to some of my earlier podcasts, I talk about uh, real estate is being it has to be a cash flowing property. It has to be a property that you can keep for the long term that pays you for owning it. And whether it goes up or down, it shouldn't matter. It should matter that it's a income producer. The question is, what return are you targeting for the risks you're going to take? And that in the end will result in your decision if that is an alligator moment or not. So think about this in summary. Each day in 2020, when you get up, start your day with a 10-minute minimum workout. Hopefully, eventually, you may get to 30, but start with an exercise workout. Second part to that is when you're working, whatever you're doing, if you're being a parent, be the best parent you can be at that moment. If you're um, in your profession, work as hard as you can, doing the right things to be successful. Focus on what you can control, what you can take action on, not what you cannot. But do your best today that will add and lead to the outcome of being a champion. When it comes to further investing, being an alligator, where you sit and wait for outstanding value, um, accumulating savings, and that's, that's sort of a, a given in this analogy that you're going to save as much as you can and accumulate capital so that when those opportunities do show up, when that, um, when that morsel is there for you to be able to purchase and make part of your portfolio, you'll be able to do that. I want to wish you a amazing 2020 and I look forward to our next podcast. Please remember that 
Um, everything you listen to are things that I do, and before you do any changes, uh, talk to your financial advisors or those that give you such advice. Have an amazing day, and we'll talk soon. You have been listening to the Shrink Money Advice Podcast with Dr. Henry Joseph Speck. Remember to pick up your copy of Dr. Speck's latest book, Shrink Money Advice, on Amazon.ca or the audio version at awesound.com. That's A-W-E sound.com. 